Welcome to today's daily podcast. I have really enjoyed our study through the book of Ezra, seeing how God called his people back to Jerusalem, releasing them to rebuild the temple. And now in Nehemiah, that has spoken so powerfully to us of our city as Nehemiah was sent back to rebuild the walls. Actually, let's do that. Let's just remind ourselves of the story so far. You see, Nehemiah received a burden for his city when he heard of the situation they were in of great trouble and shame. And the first thing he did was take that burden back to God in prayer, in intercession. And from that point, God gave him the strategy for transformation. And so once he was in Jerusalem, he led the people of God to rebuild the walls in 52 days and that is absolutely amazing. Now as that so often is there was opposition it was messy and again this time Nehemiah went back to God to prayer but with the people of God and together they prayed and God gave the strategy. We see that in chapter 4 verse 16. From that day on half of my men did the work while the other half were equipped with spears, shields, bows and armour. We receive a burden, we pray and God gives the strategy. The last verse of chapter 4 is really interesting. Neither I nor my brothers nor my men nor the guards with me took off our clothes. Each had his weapon, even when he went for water. And there's something about weapons here that are really important. So if you recall the story of Jehoshaphat, God specifically told him that the the weapon that they were to use was praise in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. You can read it. Give thanks to the Lord for his love, for his steadfast love endures forever. That was the cry of praise. Think today of worship songs that we have, of the song Hallelujah. It has the, the, the phrase, I raise a hallelujah, my weapon is a melody. So praise is such an important weapon when we're dealing with our city. And of course, as we've seen, the other important weapon is that of prayer. All the way through the New Testament, Paul urges us, pray without ceasing. Think of the familiar verses you know. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. And not to mention Ephesians chapter 6, which reminds us the battle is not with flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And these two weapons of prayer and praise are the very things that take us into chapter 5. Because in chapter 5 we see something different happens. It begins, Now the men and their wives raised a great outcry against their Jewish brothers. Some were saying, We and our sons and daughters are numerous. In order for us to eat and stay alive, we must get grain. Others were saying we are mortgaging our fields, our vineyards and our homes to get grain during the famine. So clearly there was a famine, but there was a different issue going on. And Nehemiah heard the outcry of the people. And his response was one of anger at what was happening. But what was it? What was the cause? Well, the Jews who had come back from exile, many were wealthy. And over time, they had established lucrative businesses. But not all returned wealthy, and not all had money. 
and now we find that these people had been suffering at the hands of the wealthy Jews. And because they got in debt, they were forced to sell their fields and therefore had no income to make further money. And a lot of this had been caused because of the large sums of interest the, the richer Jews were charging to the poorer Jews. It's really sad because we read that some even sold their children into slavery. And what's even sadder is that still happens today. And as I've said, Nehemiah's response was one of anger. And I believe it's his close walk with God that enabled him to hear this cry and then know what to do next. What he did was call an assembly of everybody and bringing them together and he brought challenge. He said, this cannot go on. And restoration comes. We see in verse 12, they say, we will give it back and we will not demand anything more from them. We will do as you say. And interestingly enough, Nehemiah then performs a prophetic act. Look at verses 13 and 14. I also shook out the folds of my robe and said, In this way may God shake out of his house and possessions every man who does not keep this promise. So may such a man be shaken out and emptied. And, and th this the whole assembly said, Amen and praise the Lord, and the people did as they had promised. Now in this case, the prophetic act was one of saying that people would not prosper if they didn't do as they promised. And I'm not sure what I think about that for us today, but I do know that we can make prophetic acts, that as we pray, we can say, and so we tear up the schemes of the enemy over our city. There can be others, but they must be ones that God lays on your heart. The key thing is that worship and prayer lead to action. And for Nehemiah, that meant calling the people together. That meant standing up for justice. And in this time of COVID lockdown, right from the start of March, I think we have seen God doing something nationally in addressing racism. And then locally in our lockdown, addressing the exploitation of the factory situation in our city. And one that is complex, of course it connects to government down in London, because some of the very reasons that people are working for a pittance is because of the st governmental structures that we have that have meant asylum seekers have not had enough money to survive and therefore they've had to work in secret. It's complex, isn't it? But this is a justice issue. And so when I read Nehemiah chapter 5, I'm like, wow, Lord, you are speaking to our situation again. And we, as the people of God, are called to praise. We are called to pray and we are called to act. That might mean writing letters. That might mean speaking up for those who cannot be heard, who find themselves in this situation of poverty. While well, I leave you to work out what it means for you in response, but together let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word that is rich and life-giving. Like Nehemiah, we confess our city and we ourselves have been complacent in allowing this to happen. Thank you that you are shining a light. And so, Lord, we pray, bring resolution to this problem of the factories in our city. Would our city again be one that brings you fame because we have felt the dealt with this issue of injustice? 
So Lord, in the spiritual realms, we speak to anything spiritual behind this and we say, now is the time you go. You are not allowed. And Lord, we commit ourselves to doing our part and what you ask of us as a church in bringing to justice and what you ask of us as individuals. Lord, let us not put this down. Let us hold our weapons of worship and prayer and now our weapon of action. Lord, guide us, show us what that means for your glory. Amen.